Welcome to Hella Radio. I'm Nora Rose. And I am Sally. And we need to talk about Destiel. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. You know the drill. <laughs> <laughs> and we have reached the final two episodes of season four. Yeah. Which I were... Believe, yeah, I can't believe you are so far gone. And we haven't even, like, scratched... <laughs> The surface. The surface. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this had a lot more than I remembered it having. I I only remembered Cass being in the first one when the levee breaks, getting Sam out of the uh what is that room called? The room. <laughs> the room. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't and know, but I get what Yeah, I know what I mean. The panic room. That's the word. Getting him yeah. out of the panic room. Um, And there was a lot more of Cass in that episode than I remembered there being. And yeah, it's, it's a couple of crazy episodes. So let's dive into it. Um, when the levee breaks, uh, Sam has just been closed into the panic room and they're going to try to basically wash him out, cold turkey, get him clean of the demon blood. And he's, oh, and he, yeah, and he's, he's, uh, having some serious side effects and Dean and Bobby are you know trying to decide is this the right course of action and then Cass shows up after Dean prays to him and uh, says basically there's nothing I can do about your brother but there's something that you can do you can swear your obedience to God and his angels and Dean does, and then basically is told to wait until the angels call for him. Um, and then Cass lets Sam out of the panic room for, at the time, some unknown reason, and Sam goes to meet up with Ruby. Dean follows him and they have this epic fight and 
Dean tells him, if you walk out of that door, don't you ever come back. And that is when the levee breaks. Um, the final episode of season four is Lucifer Rising. So, uh, Lucifer Rising, um, Bobby and Dean are having at it. Bobby tells him that he is too much like his father. (laughs) Um, And then all of a sudden, Dean is no longer at Bobby's place. He is in this beautiful room. And Zachariah and Castiel are there. And it is time, they're telling him. It is time. The apocalypse is nigh. The seals have been broken, all except for one. And we learn that Lilith is the final seal. Uh, Her death is the final seal. And throughout the process of this uh, episode, we learn that... uh, the angels are actually wanting the apocalypse to happen um, because when it does happen and they win, then it'll be paradise on earth. And there will be no heartbreak, no guilt, no, no bad things. And doesn't Dean want that? And Dean's like, uh, no. <laughs> That's Ball. I'm a highly repressed man who enjoys being in pain. What are you asking me? <laughs> and he manages to convince Cass to work with him. And they go to Chuck, who is like, this isn't supposed to happen. And uh an archangel shows up and Cass says he'll stay with Chuck and he sends Dean to uh, Sam who's with Ruby and Lilith but Dean is unable to stop the final seal from breaking which is Sam killing Lilith Lilith, and here comes Lucifer yep Oh, uh, yeah. I really don't like Lucifer. <laughs> He's so annoying. Me neither. I, I like Cassifer. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, I do not want to say anything, like, about Mark Pellegrino. Like, I, I literally have no dislike or, like, I mean, I don't care about him. But I think Cassifer is so much better than uh, oh, yeah. the original Lucifer. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I agree. Yeah. But we're not there yet. So, uh, in the meantime, what are some themes that you saw in these episodes? I think, like, probably the biggest thing was destiny. Uh, oh, yeah. In, oh, yeah, in both uh, Sam, Sam and Dean's case. And also kind of in Cass's case. Cass's case? Yeah. Yeah, and maybe also in Ruby's case. Yeah, hmm. well, and and it's it's definitely a destiny versus, as Cass puts it, 
making it up as we go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then the, uh, also the entire thing of like good and evil, which kind of gets turned around once Sakaraya uh, reveals that they've actually yeah. been trying to, you know, uh, allow, uh, help uh, break the final seal. Yeah, uh, and and with that, I have down the theme of right versus wrong. Yeah. And like, what is the right thing to do versus you know what is what is the wrong decision to make here? Yeah, I think Dean is usually the one who yeah, like standing character for that entire dilemma and for the yes. entire yeah, because he is so always so sure that he is doing the right thing. Yeah, I, mean, I guess that's his appeal as a character in a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also have uh, faith versus obedience. Oh, yeah. Obedience is also, yeah, blind faith, probably. <laughs> well, and there's even, uh, there's even a moment where Zachariah and Dean are having at it at, at each other. And uh, Zachariah says, have faith. And Dean says, what, in you? Give me one good reason why I should. And Zachariah says, because you swore your obedience. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but that doesn't seem to follow. That logic doesn't seem to follow. Well, it doesn't. Uh, I'm sure Dean agrees. And I know we saw that he agrees. But that doesn't follow. <laughs> I think another thing that just... Um, that just came to me is how does this quote go uh, uh, this Machiavelli quote go, or whatever his name is in English uh, like uh, means justify the ends like what Sakurai mm. is proposing that people are gonna die before the heaven and hell uh, are have poor. to crack a few eggs yeah to make an omelette um, and that's obviously something that doesn't sit right with Dean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it shouldn't. Uh, that's why we all admire him, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but yeah, that is also um, that they are... Yeah, so like what is... It again plays into this uh, whole discussion between what is good and what is evil because like if people are going to die, then I mean, what? why is it considered that heaven is doing good deeds and hell isn't when, you know, they are... They're okay with sacrificing those people. Yeah. I also noticed uh, a lot of I'm sorry's in mm, these yeah. two episodes. And some of them were genuine and some of them weren't. But there were a lot of people saying I'm sorry. Yeah. Who do you have? Like, obviously, Cass... Uh, then Dean to Sam, right? And Sam. And Sam, and I think was it did did Ruby apologize at the end? I don't believe. I don't remember. Once I she don't, was like, she might, but it is sort of like a, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm awesome sort of yeah. thing. And <laughs> I'm pretty sort of sure that yeah. I'm pretty sure that Bobby might even say I'm sorry, even like, you know, I'm sorry for saying that you're like your father, but it's the truth, sort of mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. 
I guess and in a way with, it's a very feeling that it's like it's supposed to be like the end or the beginning of ap- apocalypse and everybody's kind of, yeah. you know, <laughs> trying <Yeah>. to <laughs> absolution. Yeah. 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 I, I have a lot of like, uh, here, here is a destiny. Uh, here, uh, here is a faith. Uh, here, here is an obedience. <laughs> A lot of moments written down like that in my notes. Yeah. Um. I I with the destiny thing, I had a realization. The whole issue that everyone has about how Sam and Dean end up in the same place where they started in season fifteen. Yeah. If the show had ended season five, where it has a very obvious, it could end here, they would have traded destinies. Yeah. Because Dean got the apple pie ending and Sam was in hell. Yeah. And I just thought yeah, that was interesting. True. Yeah, that is interesting. You're absolutely right. I never thought about that before. Huh. Right? Yeah. I still, I'm still the once, I mean, time to reveal, you already know this, but I have, guys, I have finally finished <laughs> this series. I have seen all the episodes in season 15, including the episodes that I wish didn't exist. <laughs> And yeah, about that, I, I honestly, I just, I have seen the theories that it, uh, the, the Chuck won, and I was like, yeah, that can't, can't be like what, what happened, and I'm kind of starting to lean towards that now that I have seen. Yes, it. well, yeah. and I, yeah, no, I've been thinking about that theory for ever since it first came up, and after watching these episodes for today i i was like you know i might be convinced now because there are just some things like 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 the stuff uh if you didn't want us to talk about cast breaking the narrative you shouldn't have made chuck god yeah, because it was already here that he is like, that they are making it up as they go. So he, yeah. And you then, at the end of season 15, end Cass's narrative. Yeah. It's absolutely right. Like if Cass hadn't died in in fifteen eighteen, like that show wouldn't have ended the way it ended. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah because they 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 had had and no way, and just like the fact that Chuck got what he wanted, like his perfect plan was to actually for Sam and Dean to kill each other, right? Or to one of them, like, die for the mm-hmm. other or whatever. But that's exactly what happened in the end. I'm, 
yes. mean, it wasn't like violently killing each other, but like one of them died for the other. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy. <sighs> okay, let's come back to what we are actually discussing now. <laughs> <laughs> um I I find it interesting that uh, again paralleling Cass and Ruby. Mm-hmm. Sam is basically to put it uh, rudely uh, whoring himself out to Ruby and being manipulated by her. Yeah. While Dean is kind of doing the same with the angels. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And Cass is the vessel for that. Mm Hmm. The weakest link, as they say. <laughs> yes, yes. The one with the crack in his, yeah. Exactly. There were a couple of um, lamp moments in When the Levee Breaks. Did you notice those? Yeah, I think I saw like one. I don't remember. There's, yeah, tell me about them. There's the one where we have the pan out after, you know, now you wait. And it pans out, and we have the longest eye sex scene for that, no that, goddamn reason. That's so weird. Like, why did they... Okay, they shot, shot it, I understand, because, like, you don't yell cut unless it's, you know, like... You don't yell cut exactly at the length of the scene that you think is going to make in the shot. I mean, yeah. always, like, read. But, like, including that was insane. <laughs> yes. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And there's a lamp... Right behind Dean, shining on Cass. Hmm, very interesting. And then the other one is when Cass and Anna are showing up, um, and Anna gets taken away by the other angels, and it pulls back on Cass on the bridge or whatever he's standing on, and the lamp is just off center of his head. Hmm. Yeah. I always feel so smart yet so stupid <laughs> discussing <laughs> this imagery because I honestly believe like none of that was intentional, but here we right? are. <laughs> I mean I mean like the one the one in on the head of a pin had to have been intentional. I mean, it was obviously, yeah, but uh these two but everyone after were. that yeah it's just dramatic lighting mm. i mean it would go with the narrative of this entire thing that uh, kind of in this i i feel like in this episode dean is what uh dean represents what actually heaven is supposed to represent and divinity in a way that he is the one who wants the outcome that is least bloody out of this and in a way he is like jesus christ sacrificing himself even though he doesn't want to do it (laughs) (laughs) and um and Cass also like being at the precipice i mean at the verge like between heaven and hell and being undecided but then he 
is decided at what form at uh, at a future point when once he decides to actually really help Keith, not as a pretense but like actually help him. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the first time we've talked about a um, season finale on this podcast. So I I just want to know this doesn't really have much to do with Destiel, but. I want to know what are your opinions on Carry On My Wayward Son? <laughs> I think I'm going to I think I'm going to say this and everybody's going to hate me for this, but <laughs> I'm okay, full disclosure, I have never listened to that song ever. Like I always skip it. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't know. I mean, first thing it's just like, you know, like a practical thing because I haven't watched this show when it aired. I, I have binged it. So I, I do not re- need reminders what happened on like previously mm-hmm. on Supernatural because I have seen it like two minutes ago, okay? The previous episode. And like, like I'm not a big fan of that song. So usually I just like skip it. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I... it is also like very old way of doing things. Like if, like, I yeah. don't, I don't remember any, like a montage like that being in in a TV show that has aired probably since 2010 or something. It's very, yeah yeah oh yeah. I I used to love that song, and now now I have this very visceral reaction to it. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work in a. Uh, <laughs> setting where they played classic rock music all day every day and it would come on almost like you know every other day and i would just be like oh no so this this song is actually like big in the u.s outside of supernatural okay i've only ever seen it as associated with supernatural never heard about it it's a very popular song okay Hmm. It's it's like I'm I'm not sure if this is correct, but it might be the band's number one hit. I mean, if it wasn't, it's gonna be now. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can okay. <laughs> I just found this amusing. If we're if you believe in the Ghostbusters effect, Ghost Facers, not Ghostbusters, Ghost Facers effect. What? The beginning. Yeah. The beginning oh. of what was that? Nothing. Nothing. Go on. Okay. The beginning of Lucifer Rising with. Azazel back in the 70s with the nuns and shut your friggin' pie hole. If you believe in the ghost faces effect, he's actually saying shut your fucking pie hole to a couple of nuns. And I just find that hilarious. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can see how that's funny. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, and it's fun to have Azazel back. Um, even if it's, you know, flashback stuff. Right. I remember when I first watched this episode, I was very confused because I didn't, uh, notice the timestamp. And so I was like, what? 
how, how do, <laughs> he's dead how is he back <laughs> um and then i noticed the timestamp, and i was like oh okay yeah. um have we ever seen Cass stand like he stands when Zachariah is talking to Dean and he's standing in the background with his arms behind his back like sort of like a soldier at attention but at ease but he's yeah no I don't think I think this is like first time even though we have seen him with Uriel and with others before but he is like literally standing there as a soldier, maybe, but also like he, as a like punished kid who was like yeah. told off, who got told off, and he's also like not looking at them most of the times. Like he's looking down in some shots. And yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, we obviously know that he is uh, feeling guilty for basically misleading Dean. Uh, at the beginning, at the very beginning, when Ka- uh, when Dean prays to Cass uh, uh, because he needs help with Sam, and Cass is like late, he says, "I have been praying to you like for two and a half, two and, two a, half, and a half hours, hours which is like un- uncalled for." He, I mean, the moment Dean prays, he's there. That's what we have seen so far. So this is yeah. the first time. And then I had this very terrible idea or thought that he is deliberate, deliberately late because he just doesn't want to come. Because if he comes, Ooh. it means he's, he's, he will have to lie to Dean and, you know, get him to say yeah, yes. Yeah, because as we realize at the end of this episode, Cass now does know everything. He knows that the angels are you know, wanting the apocalypse to happen. That's what he was trying to tell Dean at the beginning of the rapture. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so he knows everything and he, as Dean put it, got ass reamed. And now is, you know, put in his place. And and it's so interesting because despite the fact that he went through this punishment, he still knows it's wrong. Yeah. This is, this, everything you have said just made me think about the, uh, about Adam and Eve. And, you know, like this seduction of it, in a way, which is what Dean is doing, like, constantly during this, those episodes to Cass. And then now that I have seen, like, the, the finale and the, the entire season 15, now I'm thinking about the actual Adam, who was married to an angel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, whose rib they used then. Uh, I, I think it was in what episode was that? Like fifty nineteen, fifty no fifty twenty. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, I so, like that though. Yeah, it is kind of. It's 
Yeah, it's like it's like okay, so he got punished and later with season 8, we assume that he got brainwashed here, but clearly the brainwashing didn't take. Yeah. I know, it's it's insane. <laughs> and I just I just you make a character like this who brainwashing doesn't work. What do you expect? <laughs> I mean, it's just like the worst thing is that it's if it has had been like other people, like the the brainwashing is always, or the the breakout breaking out of that cycle is always focused on Dean. Like Dean is the one who does it for mm-hmm. Cass, <laughs> in a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if it was like if at some point we had uh, seen like uh, him remembering something because of like Sam or because of I don't know Bobby or other people you know they need senior yeah, okay he's like generally the brainwashing didn't take him but but like when you when you like zoom into like this relationship and you, you always make it about this one person yeah I mean you know then it's it's seen and read and understood in a different way and then you shouldn't be like mad about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> You shouldn't be yeah. surprised. Yeah. Okay. The, one of the most iconic moments is in this episode. Um, when Dean is just kind of waiting around for the angels and there's this porcelain statue. And he just like knocks it down like a fucking cat <laughs> yeah and it breaks and that's the moment when Cass appears and he kind of like he doesn't do Vince but he kind of like you know like oh yeah yeah he's like hmm I don't know he, he he's kind of playful but kind of doesn't know how Cass is gonna react I guess yeah yeah well and care. yeah it's kind of a callback to Anna comparing angels to porcelain statues. Oh, very good catch. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it, it also like if we go to that level yes, now I think it's it also I think that that entire scene is like foreshadowing to what happens later. Uh is in like Dean breaking Cass in a way like because he he is uh, he this is this is probably like the most vulnerable Cass has been in this entire fourth season so him knocking that statue over and it's like it breaking when he hits the floor it's literally what happens to Cass and his I don't know divine angel form his devotion to God and heaven whatever his purpose Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, okay, breaking. <sighs> there it is. Um, <laughs> I had to look this up. Uh, breaking cast made me think of, don't judge me for this, guys, a Fallout Boy lyric. My heart is like a stallion. They love it more when it's broken. 
Hey, Pop Natural fans, where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think, uh, I think that fits very well, actually. Yes, and right, I think right. most Fallout Boys songs, songs fit. It's like fit if, supernatural. Yeah, yeah, it's like they were like they were created to like score <laughs> supernatural <laughs> in a weird probably in the parallel universe it's uh, i mean fall and uh, fallout boy and not uh, kansas <laughs> yeah. that place <laughs> supernatural oh man uh, um i looked up when Zachariah is saying, uh, when when Zachariah is finally revealing the truth to uh, Dean, and he's pointing out this painting, I looked up what the painting was because I was pretty sure I knew what it was, but I wanted to make positive. Um, it is Saint Michael and the Dragon, which there are like thousands of this paintings of this story but it is one of those so I mean Zachariah gives away the Michael sword thing right there because yeah. he's saying this is what we want you to do and he's pointing at Michael <laughs> yeah do we remember that one moment from like season two or season uh -huh. one when they are in the church? We have that was his ho about houses that. of holy. Yeah, yeah, houses of holy. When, when, uh, yeah, when, when we see Michael for the first time, I guess as a painting. Yep. Also, yeah. One of the I'm sorry's um, shows up immediately after that um, because. Uh, Dean asks, why are you here, Cass? And Cass says, we've been through much together, you and I. And I just wanted to say, I'm sorry it ended like this. No, that, that made me a bit insane, honestly. I mean, the realization <laughs> that Cass thinks this is the end. And, but also, like, how does that compute? How does that, if he knows the prophecy and then he knows. Maybe he doesn't know about the Michael sword yet. Yeah, maybe. maybe that's the one thing he doesn't know. Yeah, but I feel like that has to have been like the first thing in his contract when he was <laughs> told to retrive the Michael sword, like uh, yeah, raise Dean from hell. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. And, and Cass starts talking about how this is destiny and how, you know, this is how things were written and this is how it has to happen. And Dean is basically like, bullshit, that's not real. Destiny is not real. You know what's real? People. Families. That's real. Can we just, like, can we just, like, go jump forward like a couple of seasons and go to my favorite scene which is uh the one i think when they have when they break up or they make up after break anyway when when cass is like <laughs> when cass is like dean you asked me what what is real once they know that it's chuck who has 
you know, uh, whose puppets they have been all this time. And then, uh, yeah, um, Cass says, you, Dean, you asked me what is real. And he says, we are. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and just the fact that he says people, families, and yeah. we have already, I don't remember what season it was, but already Bobby has said the family don't end with blood. Yeah. And that is that people believe that that is, I mean, ignoring the series finale, the the good supernatural statement yeah. <laughs> is the thesis statement of supernatural family don't end with blood and saying that families are what's real to cast to try to convince him that what he's what they're doing is wrong i would argue that by saying that he's including cast in the family i mean already yeah, I would I would say so because like only like twenty episodes later, whatever it is, no more episodes later. But he does say it in in the crypt scene as well, right? Like I need you, your family. Yeah. Like, when they yeah, uh, that's how how he breaks the him out of being brainwashed and the entire now your deal. So yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, lightening up a little bit. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh the the contrast of Dean punching Cass in the face and how well that worked out versus when he grabs Cass by the shoulder and pulls him forward to face him. Yeah. Those things are back to back. Yeah. Are, are we are we talking here like is the subtext here that Cass enjoys to be manhandled because yes <laughs> my subtext here is just Cass is pliant to Dean yeah I mean tell me something new I already know that <laughs> Yeah, I just, I find it, yeah. And then, and then we have some more manhandling, just reversed. The shoving Dean up against the wall and the nonverbal communication with the knife. Yeah, that is, yeah, that is, I think that's like, there is a scene between them. And when then Cass comes back again. Yeah, because he, at the end of what we just discussed, he disappears. And then he, I mean, he takes some time to mull it over, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> and then he's Or back. get ready, you know. Yeah, or get ready. Yeah, and that's when he, yeah. And then uh, he takes Dean's knife to cut himself, right? I think it's, it's. I'm not Dean sure if he takes it from Dean or if they have it for some reason. Yeah, because, I mean... It is the demon knife because he later it is, returns yeah. it to Dean, which is him. I mean, he takes the demon knife, cuts himself, draws the sigil, 
that uh, yeah whatever makes Zachariah I don't know go away <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to put it that way it does. and that's so meaning that he does it I mean the sigil is there to protect Dean and keep people keep harm away from Dean which is exactly mm-hmm. what happens in 1518 when he takes Dean's knife, cuts himself, draws the sigil on the door to keep uh, Billy out. Right? Rude. <laughs> Rude. Uh, yeah, actually, I have also another parallel um, in, in this episode when, uh, when uh, Dean tells him, you are dead, dead to me, to Cass. Uh, you don't care, you're, you're dead already and that uh, reminded me of that an- another scene in season 15 when uh when they are ha- having this entire breakup thing going on when Cass is uh Cass has decided to leave after Jack Jack dies and mm-hmm. he's uh telling um he's telling telling Dean that his powers uh, haven't been as strong as before and he has been trying to communicate with Dean but D- Dean doesn't see him and he like he literally uses the same words. He's like, "I am dead to you." So that mm. kind of I, I I feel like Cass has like everything that leaves out Dean's mouth is like seared somewhere in Cass's memory, and he oh, yeah. like only ever uses the same words to communicate with him. Like he's like almost like the whole language like he knows is only the words he has ever used. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. You guys aren't supposed to be there. You're not in this story. Yeah, well, we're making it up as we go. And then Dean looks up at Cass with this look on his face that's just... I, I don't... I don't know how else to say it except like he's enamored. Yeah, I think I feel like he's very impressed because yes, Cass has helped him leave that room or whatever it was, but he uh, up until then he's not probably not sure which way Cass goes. I mean, is he yeah. gonna go back to heaven and to serve them or not? But like I feel like this is like the point where he can clearly see that Cass is on his side. Yeah. Hey, what? And then, what, um, yeah. No, go ahead. No, in that scene, after Dean leaves, uh, when the archangel is coming, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything starts shaking, and there's this light and, so, and stuff, and uh, Chuck and Cass are standing next to each other, right? Yeah, and it's it was very peculiar for me the way Chuck raises his hand and rests it on Cass's shoulder, right where they're. I mean, technically, that's where before he was a villain. It was kind of sweet, but then he turned into a villain, and it's like I'm confused. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like it's exactly the spot where Cass's wings would be. So, like, mm. you know, it kind of, like, doesn't mm-hmm. sit right with me. <laughs> what he, yeah. did he do? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, because I'm still not buying that he does didn't know that he was God back then. I, I yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah, I'm still. I, I still. He's just like playing, obviously. Uh, so. Did you notice? Uh, you had the question the other day. Wasn't there a moment where uh, Ruby or Meg said something similar to, uh, "What the hell? Guess again." Yeah, Did you yeah, notice that's in this yeah, episode? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Guess again. <laughs> I, I feel like this, uh, the, the, this whole speech about her being like the best and the most badass, it was so funny. But it is so devastating knowing like that Sam has struggled with this fate of his, like, his entire life. And his that's entire the- life. And that's the moment when he's he's like, he thinks that once and for all it's gonna be over. Like he's gonna do this thing that he actually doesn't want to do, but he's still gonna do it. So he's gonna be finally free, which is very interesting in parallel to you know like him trying to break out of the narrative at the end of season fifteen. And then obviously he has been misled and he has been lied to and betrayed. It makes me insane how that the entire arc of those two characters, Ruby and Sam, are is exactly the opposite to Dean and Cass. Yes, yes, because because she turns out to betray him, and Cass, you think he's betraying them, and then he changes his mind and. That's the exact opposite. Yeah. Rewrites his story. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. like, if it if it wasn't done on purpose, how the hell was it not done on purpose? If it was done on purpose, how did you not expect us to believe in Dean and Cass? Yeah. I think this is also like part of what was originally supposed to be Anna's story. Anna's story. Uh, yeah. It, it kind of reads like that. But yeah, once you put Cass in it, you know, <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Gay little angel. Yeah. One other thing I noticed, and it made me a bit crazy, and I, I just wanted to hear your opinion on it. When Cass, when Dean appears, uh, when Cass appears, then and Dean is about to like bite the cheeseburger, and the whole food that has been like offered to him, you know, in this weird room that you don't know—is it in heaven? Is it in hell? Where the hell are they? It's sort of like even the apple. Yes, maybe. Yeah, I was thinking more like Persephone, because you know like, how too? once, yeah, once she took. Once she ate the pomegranate, he she was like, she had to just she couldn't two leave. Yeah, theologies yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, same. So it kind of it's it, it's very interesting that like Cass doesn't let him eat that burger in a way, you know? Uh, yeah. 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 The apple apple knowledge is also good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially since it's a biblical story. Hmm. All right. Okay, guys. Uh, Next episode, we are starting season five. We are starting off with 
501, Sympathy for the Devil. Devil, If I could speak correctly, that'd be great. And 502, Good God, y'all. Thank you for listening to Hella Radio. I'm Nora Rose. And I'm Sully. You can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Heller Radio. Theme music was provided by Kalua. And thank you so much to Josh for being our wonderful editor. Let me cry